we are in bed with books. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to find us outside of wherever you're listening from, then you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod, and find us on YouTube for video versions of the podcast and bonus episodes. So let's jump right in. I've taken to like hiding things underneath my uh, laptop. like Yeah, the little thing. I do that too. All my cords are back there. Like a TV stand. (laughs) So much mail. I found so much mail under there earlier. (laughs) I get paper bills still because I'm paranoid. Even though I can see them online, so I never even open the paper bills. I just keep them. I keep them in a pile in a drawer. But sometimes they end up in a pile underneath my laptop. Yeah. Wherever it fits. Wherever it fits. Okay, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Earl Grey tea with almond milk. I have changed. I go through phases, but Milo's going through a non-cow milk phase. So I'm following that train when I can. um, Because it's just better on my sinuses. That's fair. I'm a big fan of almond milk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you ever seen The Good Place? I haven't. Okay. There's, so I mean, you know the premise though, right? Kind of, yeah. It's like the afterlife, right? Yeah. And there's one part, so like part of it is that they're all trying to figure out why they ended up where they ended up. And at one point or another, like they're in the bad place and he's like, am I here? Is it because of the almond milk? Because I read that article about how bad it is being the environment and I kept drinking almond milk. And I did have this moment because I think I was actually drinking something with almond milk in it at the time that I saw that. Yeah. And I had this moment where I was like, should I not be drinking this? And then I was like, <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> Just yeah. tuck that away for later. No ethical consumption over under late capitalism. It's okay. Yeah. Well, so we started the first one we tried because we're kind of going through all the milks. The first one we tried was soy, which... I really liked soy when I went vegan back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it was one of the only non-dairy milks you could get like at yeah, like coffee places for a long time. Now, a bun- a bunch of people decided that it's like really bad for you, but it's actually not. <laughs> it's like yeah. studies have shown that it's actually not bad for you. Um, but I was just at Trader Joe's getting groceries. And they didn't have soy milk. And I'm like, okay. Really? I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> like, that's surprising. People really hate soy milk now. So yeah. I so I got almond milk and I got hemp milk because hemp milk is also really good. I do like hemp milk. That one's just not as like readily available and like it is general. Yeah. General, I was hoping yeah. that by this point it would be like more mainstream but it's not and i think a lot of people think it has thc in it because they're stupid there's that like the yeah the the weed stigma and everything even yeah. though it's not weed um no i do like hemp milk yeah i think my only thing with soy milk like i don't even really care about the whole like the hormone bullshit but just like i don't like it yeah kind of plain yeah if you don't like it's really like... watery compared to some of the others mm. in my opinion i really like almond milk as like a drink too yeah like I had cookie the other night with almond milk yeah like a child (laughs) I mean when you have to you have to yeah I 
I think I've talked about this before, but like since being diagnosed with celiac and really adhering to the, like the gluten-free diet and everything, my gut's also just gotten more sensitive to other things, which is really normal for people with celiac or with like super intolerances like this. And lactose has gotten really bad. So it used to yeah. be where I could like have a bowl of cereal because I didn't really drink a lot of the milk when I would have cereal or when I do have cereal. If I was having cereal or if I was like having a cookie, cookies or something, yeah. I could have regular milk. I can't anymore. Yeah. It really, I have to have lactate on me at all times. Yeah. So. Fun, fun. Such is life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, adulthood. I know. The, the only issue I get is like my, my sinuses. I, I'm just always blowing my nose. I'm always sneezing. And I just have a lot of inflammation. And I've always had that ever since I was a kid. Um, yeah. And dairy, I don't know if I, if I don't think I have a dairy allergy, I just think it adds to the inflammation. So yeah, very minor, but annoying. <laughs> it's a nice reminder. I think for me, generally, actually, I, I'm sure you come in contact with people like this in your line of work, but like a hundred years ago, I probably would have already been dead. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was like thinking the about that. of medicine. <laughs> Not, not of you being dead, but just kind of like, kind of like being like, yeah. oh yeah. Like, like I can understand why some people were so miserable. Yeah. Beyond just like the, the labor issues and being poor and no medicine period, but just yeah. not knowing like basic intolerances is, it was life-changing when I, when I was diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You were probably like oh, like, I don't have to feel like I'm dying all the time. (laughs) I was like, wow, I can actually eat food again. That's nice. That's a strange twist of fate. Yeah. I I imagine it was really hard to trust food too for a while. It was, I mean, it still is, but it's easier now because I know some of like the tricks of the trade and everything to, you know, how to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of rice. I have a, a friend at work who's allergic to like a lot of things. And yeah, so it's like hard for her to like go out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Because she can't really eat or drink a lot of things. The nice thing about being in a city, and I think this isn't like added to the list of reasons Melissa can never live like in the suburbs or in like rural areas is that like it's so available. And that's not yeah. to say that like no places have it in not city settings Mm -hmm. but that a lot more options are out here yeah I remember we were driving so my my family takes like a family vacation every summer and it's kind of like whoever can come can come this year here's the destination kind of situation and so we were driving to Lake Tahoe and Mm -hmm. somewhere on the stretch between Las Vegas and Lake Tahoe there's this small small city like the kind where like the the whole of it is like a block and a half. Yeah. Like there's like six total buildings and two of them are run down kind of. One of the buildings was, I can't remember what the other half was, but one half of the building was a pizza place and they had gluten-free options. Wow. And I was like, what are, like, that was one of those times where I was yeah. like, the fact that I'm living right now is pure luck. Yeah. Cause it's like, a six hour drive or something insane like that from Las Vegas to like Reno at the mm-hmm. very least. So, like any food, it's just yeah. nothing between those two cities when you're taking the, like yeah. the, the highway. 
I would have just been like SOL, full yeah. on shit out of luck if we had like, where's my baked, random- where's my baked good? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like baking. <laughs> Where is all of the food that I packed for myself? Yeah, yeah. My it banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my granola bars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've become a pro at making myself trail mix by yeah. just picking out random things that I enjoy and sticking them in a bag. Yeah. That sounds good. So my right. tea. <laughs> What's your tea? <laughs> my tea is called Take a Minute. It is from a cute little tea shop in Prescott, Arizona. And it's got uh, I can't remember what all of it is, but it's got mint in it. And it's like this nice settlement. Oh, it's so nice. It's really? supposed to be like afternoon tea to help. I don't know, help you vibe after all of the shit at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help you digest maybe. Yeah, probably a little bit. Which yeah. is good because I had cheese earlier. Yeah. I almost grabbed sleepy time tea and I was like, no, we can't do no. that. No. I, I, fucking like go out after that it doesn't I don't have a hard time sleeping anyways so that's fair that's fair I just keel over and die (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead to the world yeah yeah sleep time at least helps my brain chill out yeah my body doesn't have a problem going to sleep it's my it's my mind yeah the brain yeah all right what are we reading today or what have we read what have we already read what are we talking about today (laughs) Today, we are talking about The Wicked King. Yay. And I am so ready. I'm so hyped. Yeah. This yeah. one had a lot of court political intrigue. Like, that's it literally it the, what it was. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was her navigating everything after all of yeah. the shit, all of the assassinations and tricks. <laughs> all of the and, death. Yeah. A lot of death. Not nearly as much death in this one. Yeah. I, so I do have the paperback. Nice. But I did also listen to it. Same. I got it from the library on audiobook so that I could like listen to it while I was working and everything. And there was multiple times when I had to like scatter and pause it just to process what just happened. Especially the ending, especially the ending, which I think we should kind of wait to get to yeah because there was so much court intrigue there was trying to remember how it began (laughs) or like just going through kind of just kind of going through like the highlights yes same she so jude is living she's living in the palace yeah i don't remember (laughs) the beginning like there's it's so i guess bottom heavy yeah yeah um so she's not talking to Taryn even though she sees Taryn at one point and she right like laments on the fact they haven't talked in in the five months since everything happened yeah a lot of betrayal in this one yes the ghost the ghost Taryn Maddox yeah Cardin yeah like she's alone I know even like Vivi is alone so it's not like she's surrounded by like Vivi and Heather's love suddenly like Vivi is also like I also just got dumped this house is gonna get very depressing very quickly yeah it's not gonna be a fun time there no and this book had a little bit less 
I mean, like, I feel like the first book was really fun because, you know, you're kind of getting to know like the, um, the code of like the land and how everything works. And what's weird is everyone was in school last, the last book. And now we're yeah. like ruling the kingdom at what are they like 18? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, also because they were all at school, it gave everybody an excuse to interact more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's kind of like the mall in an 80s movie. Like, you have to throw it in so they can run into each other. Yeah. And now the only people that she can, like, run into are other council members who are old as balls. They're, like, older than dirt. They talk yeah. in riddles and they're, just, like, super backhanded and yeah. Maddox is just sitting there undermining her. And it's really awkward. Mm-hmm. And then just to oh one of the early things that happens so we go into uh Cardin seated on the throne hearing petitioners right and Locke yes. wants to be master of rebels fuck Locke so hard again I cannot wait to hear or to read the light leaving his eyes yeah <laughs> but hold on that leads to Nicasia and Nikesh so because I listened to it, it's Nikasia. It's Nikasia. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Well, because it just sounds I like, like, she's, like, I like that it's neither of ours. <laughs> like, I, I do find that funny. <laughs> it's not that I don't like the way it's pronounced. I think it's that I don't like the way that the reader enunciated it. Because it always sounded like Nick Asia. Yeah. Instead of like a, like a flow, you know? Nikasia. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like two distinct words in my brain. Yeah. And it might have just been how jarring it was the first time I heard her say it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the way that they have Jude and Nikasia interact is by having Nikasia, like, essentially almost murder Cardin. hmm Which goes back to your, like, these were kids in school five minutes ago, five months ago, and suddenly they're, like, ruling a court and they're yeah trying to kill people even if her her attempt wasn't to kill Cardin, like she almost did i'm wondering if she meant to miss because later when jude says like oh she's like in love with him well she was going for his lover yeah the, whoever he was in bed with but they like thought that they were trying to assassinate him or whatever yeah. i think she got the order from orla though I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because they've been trying to kill him from the beginning, I think. At the very least, if Orla didn't tell her explicitly to, like... Like, I don't think that Orla told her to kill him, but I think that Orla egged her on a lot. Unnecessarily. Because, like, Nikasia does not seem like the kind of person to... Like, she seems like she has more pride than to continually try to be pursuing this. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she has... She seems more like a um, tool for yeah. Orla. She reminds me of a um, Amelie, maybe less angsty, from Crescent City. Yes, like the Alpha. Yes, she, like because she was going to be next in line, but then like, mm-hmm. what's her face uses her, but she's just kind of like. Like not she's not really like a into it in the alpha. end. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I, I definitely feel that for sure. I kind of, 
I, I think I still kind of have hope for her. And maybe now that maybe that's why Jude or not Jude Carden has played his hand the way he has. Mm-hmm. But in this line of thinking, I think if they were to pull Nikasia away from her mom long enough, they'd be able to pull her allegiance a little bit more and she'll actually help them. Cause it's just yeah. like, she like Orla's just manipulating a child, but yeah, they've proven now suddenly that they are very much not children. Yeah as inexperienced as they may be yeah so Locke, though the voice that she gave Locke, though is really smarmy it was really it really fit I, yeah. i'm curious to maybe listen to parts of the first one to hear yeah. how he would have sounded before he did his shit yeah that's what i was thinking that too like what did he sound like in the first one yeah um let me talk about Cardin for a minute because yes. he seemed to be very absent. Like he's always kind of emotionally absent because he's a fairy and he can't. Yeah. He doesn't want to tell Jude how he feels. So he doesn't mm-hmm. say anything. Um, His pride and bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt like I remember like walking down the street, listening to it and being like every interaction Jude has is in this like filter of like what she's trying to do yeah she has like no emotion about relations she only also only has just this like bodily desire right for like Cardin that she doesn't really know what to do with I was hoping to see a little bit more like of that kind of get cracked a little bit but she just keeps she's like she's like more intense in this one yes I I actually liked that. Yeah. I think what I like as a byproduct of that is that we get a lot of her thought process more in this one. I love surprises and I love plot twists and everything. Yeah. And the big one at the end of book one with her was great. But I also really enjoy her trying to work out all of the little Mm -hmm. tricks that she thinks they're playing. My favorite at the very beginning was with... uh, Mama Maro, uh-huh. who was like trying to offer that gift, and she steps in and she's like, um, "Actually, no, we are not going to be taking any gifts today. We will only be taking what you freely offer." And then he's like, "Okay, fess up. Like, what what were you going to do?" And she's like, "Well, I would have had you marry myself or my daughter." The fact that he's lived there his entire life, he is a fae, and he didn't yeah. see it coming is actually hilarious yeah there was a moment because they talk about the way that the land is changing Mm -hmm. and there was a moment where i was like what if it's actually jude that it's connecting to yeah i mean it's not because at the very end he makes a new island right but but she's affecting him exactly so i was like is it because of her? Is it actually, like, do they think it's Cardin that's, like, changing the land, but it's actually her? I don't think it is anymore. Right. But she's sometimes more fairy than he is. Yeah. I like that conversation that they have, too, where he's, like, she's, like, I know fairy better than you do because mm-hmm. I've had to learn how to live with it. Like, it's kind of this interesting um, contrast. Understanding the con- the the differences to understand how to work with them better so it's almost like she she orchestrating this coup or whatever really couldn't be done any other way 
And that's what I kind of love about this is that she's not fairy, but she's able to finagle fairy like yes better than anyone yeah and that seems to be kind of her driving force the thing that gets me in a good way is that they all know she can lie and mm-hmm. she still gets away with half this shit yeah like uh Balkan, when they meet to get the antidote and everything i didn't expect her to have like emptied it and all of that jazz yeah. it was a good a good little uh, twist for her but he's so surprised and i'm like why are you surprised you just found out that she wasn't glamored at all yeah and you're suddenly surprised you should, again you should be like what else does she have up her sleeve like exactly exactly you yeah like they're so it by this point. they're so easily fooled yes yeah and, i love that and i think that does go back to like they they like know the rules but she gets it yeah she knows how way. to work within the rules mm-hmm. to get what she wants and her her being a human is an advantage yeah speaking of being a human in alfheim i would like to talk briefly about vivi and heather mm-hmm. as that was happening and you know what i'm talking about when heather gets i guess like jinxed or whatever and she starts turning into a cat and Vivi's response is to, like, glamour her to forget. And I fully support Heather leaving her for that. Well, and Jude was definitely against it. Yeah. like She was like, whole... she will remember. Like, yeah. She will remember. In her, like, bones. But yeah. she won't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It reminded me, one, of, like, sexual assault victims will sometimes like they won't remember what happened right yeah for one reason or another whether it was like drugs consensually or non-consensually taken um alcohol whatever but they'll still know that something happened yeah it's it's um imprinted in their body yeah like the body remembers yeah. like it yeah, reminded me a lot of that which is why as Vivi was doing it, I was like, this is a bad call. Like a, a very, very bad call on her part. She's so nonchalant yeah. about it. Um, but also the kind of heartbreak that Jude experiences right there when she realizes that Vivi never understood what it was like for her and Taryn to grow up there. Mm-hmm. She thinks like she can just make her forget this pain. Yeah, I was kind of upset with Vivi about that. Yeah. I didn't like how unprepared yes, she let Heather uh, be. Yeah. She kind of lives in this ignorance. Not Very only not ignorance. only because uh not only because she like grew up mostly in the human world, but because she is Fae. Yeah. She isn't like she doesn't have the same disadvantages as human. So she doesn't even bodily understand and like even jude was just like she didn't know that we were we were struggling like taryn and i so yeah vivi hung out with the princes and the princesses yeah well they were also harassing jude and taryn not i mean not at the same time but like at the same periods of their lives yeah and so for her to just be so willfully ignorant of that was really really frustrating for me 
Yeah. And I also think it means that Jude will not survive long with uh, Vivi. She will mm -hmm. find a very quick way back. Yeah. I have seen that Holly Black has this, like, I guess, behind, like, behind-the-scenes book. And it includes letters that Cardin sent oh, to Jude during this time where she's away. Aw. About, like, come back your pardon please come back and then one of the letters is just like her name over and over and over again yeah so i i am tempted to buy that in the interim before we read yeah. the next one just to hold myself <laughs> over you know i can't um, believe that Cardin's not up to something more i yeah, doesn't I seem to, to be that. telling her everything yes and so i would i would think that this is part of that too she was gone for a month and a lot has changed in that month because I do not yeah. think that Taryn initially, so like the big betrayal with Taryn and Maddox is that Taryn posed as Jude to get Maddox to like be able to do what he wanted to do with his army. Right. I don't think Taryn was originally planning that. No. Yeah. I also think Locke is obvious. I think Locke is involved. I think so too, but I I think he's involved with Orla. Right. Particularly because when he attacked with his like bachelor party, with his stag party, a lot of the language that she used to describe all of them and their horses and stuff was like water language. Mm. And so at first I thought it was like Orla that had attacked her. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Locke is involved with her somehow. Especially because him and Nikasia have that history. Oh, yeah. That that might have been seeded a long time ago, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, Taryn, I, I was hoping there would be a little bit more amend between them, but that mm -hmm. never really happened because it seemed to, it seemed to feel like it was going to. Um, she kept talking about how much she missed her sister and yeah. that she, I wouldn't say forgave her, but was like, wanted things to be back to normal. Taryn's her weakness, I think. Yeah. And I think Locke knows that now. Yeah. I feel like Locke knows that. Um, and so I think there was just a lot of like those little, little moments where Jude was um, a little bit more vulnerable with Taryn that I was hoping that that would be like a there was definitely like a thread of that and I was hoping that it would just yeah. kind of like but I, I don't think it's going to happen yet if Taryn is working with Maddox I wouldn't be surprised if she's getting ready to like turn coat on Maddox to be like to help Jude yeah because she's not the the uh what is it like the planner the plotter she's not a schemer yeah yeah she's not a schemer and if there's one thing that Maddox knows how to do, it's like on how to underestimate them. Yeah. And I would, I'm just generally surprised that he would work with her like that. Mm. But I think, I also, she, cause she made the comment early on where she was like, you're Maddox's favorite daughter mm. when they were first talking again. Right. And so I feel like she doesn't really have any qualms about also, uh, betraying Maddox because the same way even though they had that like big fight over Locke and everything 
I think I would like to think that Taryn will realize who her ally has always been. Yeah. Which is Jude. Yeah. I, yeah, hope, I feel like I, hope. I feel like Taryn needs to make that move. Yeah. Yes. She yes. definitely does. Especially given the circumstances, like Jude, in my opinion, has fixed she didn't even have anything that she necessarily needed to apologize for in the first place and so at the very beginning when she was like if i just go i i I don't want to apologize because what what do i apologize for what did i do wrong yeah and i like i agree with her you know what i mean yeah and so at this point i'd like this better be one really really convoluted way for taryn to to apologize (laughs) like one very big apology gift yeah, I think uh, Taryn needs to explain. Yeah. It's just like, we just need something from her because we're not getting anything. She's mm-hmm. just a puppet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of frustrating. It is. Because I want I want them to have like a, a happy, happy sisterly ending, you know? <laughs> Same. Same. Especially because they're twins. And I think that that's, I think that's in the cards. And I think that's what this mm-hmm. book, these books are partly about, so agreed that element of family also i loved her dual scene mm-hmm. with belkin yeah. all right belkin yeah. because there's one point well this is something i liked in book one too is that all of the fairy people call maddock her dad yeah like they all recognize him as yeah. her father which means he recognizes her as his daughter I love that. Even if tensions, like familial tensions are a little high right now. But the moment Balkin called her a coward, he lost. He absolutely lost that battle. Because yeah. like said he was like said she was a coward like her father. Because like, yes, he was egging her on, but then he also reminded her who her dad was. And she suddenly went back into like scheming mode and she's like, all right. I can do this. Yeah. And he signed his own death warrant. And then I would also like to point out that as she was about to deal the killing blow, which he would have been absolutely fine dealing on her, he suddenly starts yelling out, like, hold, I surrender, like a coward who suddenly is getting the consequences of his own actions and is not willing to face them. Yeah. So fuck Belkin. Yeah. This is a good fuck you book. Yes, it is. A lot of people. Um, how do you feel about Maddox? I still like him. Yeah. I think he's still being true to his character. I liked that the kind of recurring theme was that prologue advice that he had given them about it's not about gaining power, it's about keeping it. You have to strike and strike and strike. Because inadvertently, he's also taught her how to defeat him. I think that is also kind of like where he finds the enjoyment because if she can continue to defeat him then he's raised her right in his eyes right he's a she's his equal yes or his better yeah which i think he would like as much as he would hate to continue losing he would also be so proud to know that he did that yeah like with the the moment when she becomes queen 
which I don't even want to get into the public humiliation <laughs> that Cardin put her through because I was just starting to like him. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you know how I feel about that shit. Yeah. When she when she's like, this is the biggest blasphemy of all. I'm I'm the queen of Elfheim. I was like, I cannot wait for Maddox to 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 find out this, to figure this out. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. But at least not like anytime soon. Yeah. But it was still like anytime she worries about losing her power, she suddenly just kind of offered more. Just yeah. by people, not just Maddox, but others underestimating her, like Orla and Balkin and Acacia. Yeah. Well, so I was kind of half thinking that Grimson was going to make this crown that Orla and Balkin wanted that didn't need a descendant of whatever line. Greenbrier. That she was going to somehow get crowned. <laughs> that was going to be the queen. Like, because the, the title of the next book, obviously, is the queen, queen of nothing. Yes. So then I was like, how is she going to be queen? Like, how is this going to happen? And then I was thinking, like, maybe that will somehow, like, fall on her head. And then, like, she's singled out as like a human that like no one's going to be able to like do what she says <laughs> i don't know how that would work like in the elf world elf world the in like fey worlds where do does the king have any actual like power as in that position or is it just yeah. political power no they have actual power like, that's magical. how Cardin was able to uh, build that island Mm -hmm. the, the moment he was like well what's under the sea it's land i yeah. was like fuck yeah he's about to like wreck that was, orla that was cool <laughs> did you did you listen to or read that section i listened to it the way like the change in orla's voice was so good i had this moment where i was like is that orla speaking yeah no, none of the like the the power that she had before it was just pure yeah, she got put yes, down here <laughs> yes yes also if we're going back kind of to like Nikasia being this tool very quick lesson in why you shouldn't use things you care about as tools which is mm -hmm. why i think that Cardin sent jude away for a reason yeah because if he exiles her she looks like she's nobody to him yeah but yeah, she actually if she is anything to him she's more in danger yes yep and he wouldn't tell her because her pain has to look real yeah and that's why he that's what i'm gonna keep telling her. myself until we read the next book <laughs> yeah need redemption card and we need answers yes yes oh am i gonna read it early who's to say yeah seriously <laughs> what are you gonna read on the drive <laughs> just gonna uh, just, just gonna grab the queen of nothing and go tears <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna read my pure tears as i think about this book again yeah um oh there was something i was gonna say and i can't remember it'll come okay it'll come. Was it about Cardin? it might oh yeah it was like i remember the their consummation <laughs> that was like two sentences yes i was like this is okay because because you know how the first book you're like you know you get it like they're warming yeah. up 
I think I think we're solidly in PG thirteen with this book. That's okay. It's closed door. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still like I still like their dynamic a lot. Like I like mm-hmm. this. Like they hate each other, and their like kiss is so drowning. And what does he they, say? Tell me, kiss me until you're sick of it, or something like that. Until kiss me until I'm sick of it. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, I feel like the reason they hate their feelings for each other so much is because both of them don't like feeling powerless and they feel powerless under those feelings, you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I did like Cardin's story when he started opening up. Yeah. Later. Like that was interesting because that's like, that's like the whole bully story. Right. Yep is that they're bullied by like their parents and stuff and that's what he was and so they're just trying to like gain some kind of control outside of that relationship and that's what how he described phrase? it was like what the phrase is like hurt people hurt people yeah yes yeah and so i liked that that was kind of explained a little bit i mean we kind of knew we knew about it mm-hmm um, but that was what he connected those dots, which was nice. Yeah. I feel like before it was just implied. Yeah. And it, it makes a big difference when the character is actually kind of conscious of that. Yeah. Because and then I it think, does. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. just going to say, it does kind of imply this want to be better as yeah. well. Yeah. Which he opens up to Jude about. Yeah. So it's like starting to crack there. Yeah. I think it fully cracked in the month that he was away or that she was yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was hungry for that in the yeah. book. You know me, like, I'm yes. just like, give me some feelings. <laughs> well, I was too, because I, I want to like Cardin and I like him. Yeah. I, I do like him now. Not, I don't trust him, but I like yeah. him. Um, because I need to see that he's not just this teenage bully. Yeah. And and I do feel like we did see another side of him too at the end when he's like, I, what is under the sea land? That was, that was fucking, whoa. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was nice all the sex we got. Power. Yep. That, that was sex. Yeah. That, that was, was sex, sex for sure. Um, I do like that. Even though it is like kind of closed door between them, the the consummation when she's like, we just fell asleep with our like bodies entwined. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a cute classic phrasing and image. Yeah, especially I think because it's like post the wedding. Yeah, it makes it so much sweeter. Yeah, I I also like when she climbs the side of the cat palace or whatever and then gets through and then she puts her hand over his mouth right and then he realizes who she is and then literally just like pulls her into bed before (laughs) like like, he's just like half asleep that's just his response yeah 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 yeah. so he's got this kind of like yeah and that's after she got back from orla's court right Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, uh, I think she stopped at Hollow Hall. Yeah. So how many times do you think he thought about her being there in the month that she was gone? Yeah. 
for him just to nonchalantly pull her into bed with him. Okay. Okay, I gotta stop myself. <laughs> oh, I love. <laughs> okay i like i like the the memory of you saying in middle school when you would just read you know just like really light romance and you'd be like but i imagined it like that's what you're doing now you found it yeah i found it yeah (laughs) yep it felt very much like that again i think because i think she does balance that line very well of like what's intimate and what's kind of lightly sexual without being sexual. Yeah. Yeah. She touts that really well. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of Darker Shades a bit. Yes. Where it's like yeah. you can be, it can be like sex without sex, you know? Yes. Like there's the whole, the, the chemistry. Exactly. Exactly. The chemistry is. is really good. Yeah. Um, going back again to him building the island, like the land is under the sea. I feel like watching that Jude was like that was sex, not just for us as readers, <laughs> but because we're seeing it from Jude's point of view. Mm-hmm. In that moment, she was also thinking like, "God, this is sexy." Yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt that. Yeah, and and like her reaction for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Are you just thinking about it? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. <laughs> okay. Woo. Do I need to leave you for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> leave me. Uh, leave me with my audiobook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to replay that scene later. What are you talking I love, about? I love how we've grad, like you said, we've graduated to allowing ourselves to listen to audiobooks for the yeah. podcast. And it, I think it's just reached a whole new level of the podcast. Same. I just, well, because I work at home. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like straight up in my pajamas in the dining room with like my big bowl of eggs and rice. With this blaring and like echoing. Yeah. And just like praying that no one's actually home to hear my weird adjacent fairy porn. Yeah. Yes. Fairy porn adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I walk to work, so it's like I get like 20 minutes in and tw- 20, mm-hmm. 40 minutes in a day working, so that's nice. And I got through it really quickly, which was like, same. it, it really eased the stress. And I yes. feel like it, this is going to revolutionize We are a our pro sanity. audiobook podcast now. Yes. <laughs> it's not that I audio, don't enjoy. Audio content. Pro audio yes. content. Pro audio content. Well, fuck, I hope so. <laughs> oh, we should. Hopefully For a podcast. We, need, we can get, we need to get Audible to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> if they'll just give me like a free subscription, that would be great. Yeah. Like use promo code. Very smut or something like that. Yeah. Not very smut. Very smut uh, Jason. Promo code fuck me Carden. Yes. <laughs> None of these codes are real. Please don't use them. Yeah, no, don't use them. Promo code IBWB pod. Promo code future. Embed. Yeah, that's a good one. Embed. I wonder if anyone has that. Embed pod. 
Yeah. Yeah. And my dream someday is that you'll move here and then we yeah. can just have the podcast in bed. <laughs> yes. We can record it in bed. Wouldn't we that be should, fun? If we were to do that, we should do like the finale because we always drink for the finales. Mm-hmm. Do the finale. Just get progressively drunker. Yeah. Halfway through, we do our night care, like our skincare routines, and then we just yes. pass out by the end. Yeah. That'd be so cute. Just full on pass out on the recording. Yeah. <laughs> it will be on Twitch. And people will be like, are you still there? <laughs> yeah, like, are, are you? It's are been going for 24 hours. That? We're just asleep and drunk. I would totally sleep for 24 hours. I've done it. Really? Yeah. Like 24 hours straight? When I came back from Cyprus, because I had been like, it was, I was there for a dig. So, I mean, yeah. my body was tired Yeah, in the sun, double tired, nine hour difference, triple tired. I came back, fell asleep when I got, like, we got back from, maybe it wasn't like exactly 24 hours, but we got back from the airport in the evening. I kind of just like threw my bag, went to bed. My mom said goodbye in the morning to, so she could go to work. I went back to sleep and I woke up and she was like, what do you want for dinner? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I've never felt really great after. Oh, I bet. I've never slept for that long, but I've been up for like, oh yeah. I mean, I think we've all done that. I remember I came home, I flew home from London on Christmas break or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Milo had a show that night. So he picked me up from the airport and we drove over the pass over the Cascades to Eastern Washington for his show in Yakima or something. And it was like 11 PM that night, our time I had been up for like 26 hours. Oh, cause you, you couldn't sleep on the planes to and from London. Could you? I, I, I don't think I did that time. I think I was like, I was still in, I was still in the mode of just like, stay up and like yeah. power through it. Fight the um, but I remember yeah. drinking and like at the show and then like, <laughs> oh God. And then there was this um, lady, the drummer's wife or something was like trying to get me to like drink with her. And I was just so, I got like massive bitchy. <laughs> like I was just like, don't talk to me. Cause she was, we were really fine at first. And then I had a couple drinks and I was like, I need to go you're like and then milo had to stop at taco bell yeah and then milo had to stop at taco bell i'm driving and he's like what do you want and i'm like i don't want anything and he's like what do you want i'm like i don't want anything like i was so angry i was just i was just so tired i had no patience and we went back to the hotel like get me home i just want to (laughs) sleep anyway (laughs) That was a scary Bethany. <laughs> I mean, tired anybody is scary. Yeah. Tired Bethany, I don't want to see. No, you don't. I don't want to be on the receiving end of tired Bethany. Let me just say that. I'm not very scary. But when I am scary, I'm scary. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, it's, there's a, lot, a lot of buildup that has to get out at once. Yeah. There's yeah, exactly. There's not very many opportunities to get out. Yeah. Um. On the subject of like sleep deprivation and too much sleep, the 
period in Orla's court, Mm -hmm. when we come out and we find out it's been a month. Yeah. It feels... Because we only get Jude's point of view, it's very, I guess, like, it is blindsiding. Mm -hmm. But also because so much could have happened. And so it's really only like a few days tops, I think, from when she gets back to the end of the book right Mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating because she's spent the entire time that she gets back like trying to figure out what's different what's changed a whole month has gone by Mm -hmm. a a lot can happen in a month yeah and then we just find out everything that happened in that month or at least like the result of everything that happened so Cardin asks her to marry him and then immediately Moves the, earth. <laughs> yeah. moves the earth and then <laughs>, laughs at her publicly yeah taryn and maddock have run off she kills balkin the court of shadows no longer exists because at the mm-hmm. same time that the ghost was betraying her he was blowing up their entire stronghold which i'm also so sad that it like also caved in where queen mab's um bones were remains yeah. yeah her bones are which is just painful yeah and extremely disrespectful but i do have a question about that kind of briefly could the ghost lie he was human part human but could he lie that's right that's right in the last book she had a conversation with him where they were talking about that and I, mm-hmm. it made me wonder in the last book, like, what else he can and can't do. So that's very unclear. So, yes, we don't know. We, he might we be able to lie. We are confirmed now that he can lie. Yeah. We did okay, not know yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think, but, but I think the question of he's half human was, like, kind of left that open-ended. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm inclined to think that he's probably less than half human. Because, like, and and maybe it's just because we don't get that many interactions with Vivian. Mm-hmm. Like, many varied interactions with Vivian. But if he can lie, then I guess it would put into question how human he actually is. Yeah. Because I don't think Vivian can lie. Right. And she is half human, so maybe he's more than half human. Right. Yeah, it seems to be kind of either or. Yeah. Like you can lie. There's not like degrees of the ability to lie. You either can or you can't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. It sucks because I was starting to be like, oh, I, I like the ghost. He's I sweet. know. Same. <laughs> I think that was. We were That's what I get. To. That's what I fucking get. I know. Trying to like somebody. Well, because everyone and then everyone else, any other opportunity to like someone, they ended up betraying. Yeah. Like Maddox and Taryn, Taryn again. And if, if, Cardin. Yeah. 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 She has no friends. I do think Grimson is still on her side. I th- I'm inclined to think that Grimson would more willingly pledge his allegiance to her. Because they keep talking about how he doesn't want to, like, 
be tied to somebody else is going to be fickle and cast off right right have to go through all of that again so i feel like maybe because she's been exiled if she finds if she finagles her way back that's pretty badass yeah that shows you've got kahanas yeah i feel like too with like book trilogy books it's like because you as we know from crescent city you may think that the next book is going to have a character heavily involved (laughs) and then they're not like they just introduce a different character for the for the new plot because each book is kind of has to be its own like little package and so as much as i want to be like oh i want to see what grimson does in the next book he's probably not gonna be in it at all like i think he will be just at, at the very least because Orla, now that Balkin's dead, Orla's options are very limited. I have no right. doubt that she's still going to try something. Yeah. Especially now that, like, Cardin has very explicitly threatened her and her her court. Yeah. And Nicasia's staying in yeah. the, on land, so there's still going to be I mean, she's pretty much in. just a prisoner of war. Yeah. <laughs> Like at face value, that's yes, yes, exactly. Award of war. Yes. It does feel kind of out of character, I guess, for Jude to be jealous of that. Because all evidence points to Cardin not liking Nikasia. Even as he was pulling all of those stunts at the very end he has that line where he's like i'm very very unlikely to forgive and he kind of like makes this pointed look at nikasia just about how he like holds grudges and stuff yeah and i feel like that alone should be some indication to jude that like the the wheels are turning for him he had to go a month doing things on his own he's learned a thing or two yeah I wonder if she is envious of, like, her, I don't want to say, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Her, uh, not role, but, um, her title, not necessarily her title, but like her role or ability to be a suitor. I think there's a part of her that like wants that because she's human. She had, she's had to like work her ass off to be this close to the king like yeah going back to with like maddox lesson like earned power power that you fight for is really hard to keep mm-hmm. Nikasia just has it she yeah. doesn't have to fight to keep it you know yeah, that's true like yeah sometimes she has to like fight to defend it but if someone were to take her power she's still a princess of the sea yeah so yeah i can i can understand that Kind of like what Cardin was talking about having, even though I was a prince, him not having power, which I kind of wanted to talk a bit more about. There's that scene where they, where uh, Jude and Cardin go to the prison and talk to Balkin. Mm-hmm. And this is a moment where I'm like, Jude is so much in her head about what things are, are happening that she doesn't even see like this fucked up relationship that these brothers have. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like having like this moment and she doesn't even like 
like everything's political to her so it's almost kind of like very singular about like where she's going which is interesting because it's almost like she separates Cardin as a political piece yeah un- until he like gets closer to her or something <laughs> they have this like chemistry She's- right she just views him as her tool yeah and so right so right then she's just literally watching a prince and a prince argue when really there's like this really intense you know brotherly love going on yes (laughs) fucked up love you know i mean yeah like that repeating of that abuse cycle yeah when you kind of let them engage you're just letting it start all over again yeah because you because um, you feed off of that like emotional like that's what you feel like that's the only emotional connection you get and so yeah. you feel like you're you get hungry for it even if it's bad for you yeah 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 um kind of going back to the way Jude doesn't see Cardin as this player I find it really funny because it's not until probably the second half of the book that she even asks herself whether Cardin views himself as the king mm-hmm. of Elfheim. Which is a very different question than whether or not the people do. Yeah. And I think on the one hand, that's like a product of she's young. She's a little overly confident in the scheme that she's pulled. Yeah. Overly confident in Cardin's I guess, response to all of the changes that have happened in his life now. But I I felt like it was the question she was just ignoring asking herself, you know? Like, she, yeah. she knew that she should have been asking it, and she refused to see it because of her feelings for him. Yeah, it's like she kind of puts up this wall with him emotionally, unless he makes a move, like... Yeah. Like opens up to her or something. Or like um he makes like physical advances or something. Like Yeah. It's the only time like she doesn't really make any moves because she knows that in order to keep her goals in mind, she has to like separate that. Yeah. And so the way in which she the way in which we see Cardin through her eyes tends to be very stoic and like um you know whatever whatever he's doing or not doing in the advancement of her plan well also i think a lot of it has to do with you know how sometimes when you know somebody too well you don't know how to like navigate them because like all the possibilities going through your head so like when she's trying to deal with like balkin or an She's usually pretty spot on based on their responses and everything, but Cardin really confuses her. Yeah. With Nikasia, it's always a look that implies jealousy or a look that suddenly implies fear. With Cardin, it's like a look that could be hate or this. She's never quite sure. And I think a lot of that has to do with the stories she's telling herself about how he should be acting around her because he's but he's like um, yeah the king of elfame 
Well, and she keeps reiterating that he hates her. Yes, like, at this point, based on just basic evidence, (laughs) all that is a lie. Like, it's a story she's telling herself to try to just cope with what's going on, but it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. I think if she can break past those, she'll yeah she'll make better progress yeah i think i think it's a good example of like you kind of need to address the emotion Mm -hmm. for the benefit of your plan like you can use it to whatever ends you know but you have to address it um and the fact that she's lying to herself about this relationship or this chemistry or this connection that she has with Cardin is blinding her and yeah. now he's the month goes on where she's gone and then he's just like able to <laughs> do what he wants yes <laughs> like yes for the first time that he's like now realized his power which mm-hmm. is kind of cute and then it's yeah i mean i'm yeah. happy for him yeah <laughs> and then uh so the yeah if if jude can finally just like address all of it then it would be less Less surprises for her. I feel like she'd be a little bit more intact. Even when she was thinking about the marriage proposal. Yeah. I think he did a lot of the work while she was gone in that month that she needs to do now. Mm -hmm. He was very honest with himself if he's going to marry her, you know? Yeah. But the fact that she had to think about it as like strategy. Like she kind of has to break out of that a little bit yeah as well yeah because she's overthinking at this point she has to just follow her gut which got her pretty far in book one yeah i think she has to go back to that a little bit yeah the i like because it she also addresses that at the beginning of the book where she's like i can't let the power go to my head ascent yeah she says it a bit differently than that but is along those lines and I was like, ah, I see where things are going. She's going to get a little too yes. in her head. Like, <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah. and I think she says that a few times too. She's like, I, mm-hmm. I, I will let this go to my head if I'm given any more power. And I yeah. think that's what makes her hesitate. Yeah. But it was also in that hesitation, I think, where some further conflict brewed between them. Yeah. She wanted to say us. Yeah. I was sitting there listening to this and I'm like, why aren't you just saying yes? Like, who are you kidding? Yes. Yes. A thousand times. Yes. Yeah. Like you love Cardin. Admit you it. You hate how much you love him. Yeah. Yeah. You love power. Yeah. It seems like you're about to get both of those things, which I don't know. I guess also she was exiled at the end. <laughs> that did not not, like nullify the the terms of their agreement because their Mm -hmm. oath to each other was we're married until oak i can't remember what it is now oak comes to power that's what he said until oak comes to power they there was two concessions in it like till they died okay Okay, so I, Jude Duarte, take Cardin, High King of Elfame, to be my husband. Let us be wed until we don't want to be, and the crown has passed from our hands. So, it's not we don't want to be, or the crown has passed from our hands, but until oh. both of them don't want to be, 
and the crown is okay. passed from their hands. So very technical. Yes. This is what I love about close fairies. reading. <laughs> and fairy we books. We are yes. close reading. Close readers. Um I finally got to use my very expensive master's degree. Yes. To figure that analyze out. <laughs> a secret marriage in a young adult novel which About is fairies. most likely rated pg-13 13. <laughs> yeah yep yep master degree used check consider it paid off <laughs> oh god never ever yeah depressing oh <laughs> are we both crying a little bit now yeah <laughs> <sighs> okay but I, I i was thinking a lot about that as he was like once he turned toward jude and was like betraying her lightly in yeah. front of the entire kingdom so yeah because now i'm in too deep i like yeah. him now i don't want him to be a dick yeah he's he's a lot more intriguing yes after this book last book he was you were just kind of like well i i hope it works out like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i kind of hope he turns around and becomes cool and now you're just like hmm, hmm, hmm. you're like what's he what's going on what is he gonna yeah. do yeah which is more fun and interesting i'm excited when he like openly kissed her in front of everybody while he was being poisoned mm -hmm. yes yes i also low-key want to see drunk carden <laughs> i don't know that we've ever seen sober carden true <laughs> He just he goes on twenty four hour binges like us. <laughs> yeah, I think the only time he might have been sober is after Nikasia like shot the crossbow, and that might have just been mm -hmm. the fact that one one of the uh, courtiers got shot, and then there was fire, and it seems like that might have sobered a few. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So are we, what do we, takeaways, last thoughts. I just want you <laughs> to be happy. <laughs> Your mouth moved and nothing came out. <laughs> That's, yeah. I just want her to not have to think so hard just to live. Yeah. Like, I want her to find some kind of peace. Yes. Or at least, like, confidence. Yeah. And, and her abilities, because it, it almost seems like she's overcompensating for her humanhood. Yeah. And like, there's definitely that conversation that she has with the human world in her head, right? That she's just mm -hmm. like, um, you know, just like, oh, like there, you kind of, there's kind of that moment where she's like made to kind of consider going back to the human world and like yeah. what that's like. And, it's just like like she's fighting so hard. Yeah, there's a lot of paranoia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that came out a lot as she stopped. Like we we're talking about, like listening to her gut and was just straight up trying to scheme twenty four seven. And I yeah. think that's the major difference between her and Maddox is that he's not paranoid. He's very sure in his abilities to navigate yeah. situations that that uh, rise up. Yeah, she is not yet i think it's that like matic has managed to learn how to like 
be confident in his ability to adapt to things. Mm-hmm. Like he knows what he has control over and he knows what he does not have control over or like has power over and what he doesn't have power over and how to work with that. Yeah. Whereas she at the, at the very end is just like trying to have all of the power. Yeah. And when you try to control everything, it just doesn't work out. No. Because you can't. There's no way to do it. Yeah. She has she has her too many eggs in her basket. She put all her eggs in one basket. <laughs> I was gonna say she has too many. There's uh, she doesn't have enough eggs in her bat. I don't know what you I mean. Was there's saying. too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, something and, like that. <laughs> and all of her eggs in one basket. I was gonna say something like there's too many baskets for her eggs. <laughs> that just didn't let me out. <laughs> I'm my mother. This is my mother. <laughs> coming out right now she i mean we all do it wrong <laughs> but um, everyone knows what she's talking about you just yeah you pieced it together wrong. by context yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i think i get the gist of what you mean yes <laughs> yeah yeah she's being spread a little too thin yeah by yeah, she needs all to of her fo- endeavors. she needs to focus on her strengths yeah and tr- trust in people mm-hmm. which is hard to do in her situation which i don't really blame her for yes like i think that's part of her journey right now is learning yeah, to trust exactly people. i think that's the ne- next level jude <laughs> yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah i would agree yeah. with that i'm i'm kind of i i i feel like there's yet we've yet to see it all from jude agreed yeah agreed do you have um, any hopes and dreams for book three? Hopes and dreams for book three. I want Locke dead. <gasps> Same. And I want... I kind of want Oak on the throne. I kind of want that to happen. I think it'd yeah. be cute. I feel like there's going to be some time passing so that he'll be a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's going to have to take time. She keeps playing like too fast. Mm-hmm. She needs to learn how to play the long game a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She's calm the fuck down. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, my first thought was when I was like, what are my hopes for book three? Is just Locke's head on a spike. Yep. Yep. I, can't I want wait. him to be like eaten by sea monsters. Yeah, I want it to be a very undignified death. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm totally moral. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, cool. Okay, real quick, I'm trying to see when the book club is. April 9th. The 9th. All right, we missed it. We will have just had the book club. <laughs> My mammograms next week. <laughs> Yay. Stay on top of those. TMI? No. Everyone needs them. Not for this podcast. Not for this podcast, no. Okay. All right. Until next time, happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.
until next week. Until next week. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Is it like you just repeat me? <laughs> you just say yeah. what I say. I know. I well, don't know. The last time I didn't, you paused and you made it really awkward. <laughs> Do we want to try that again? Because I was like holding in the laugh the whole time. No, I know. And I, and I went for it. So. <laughs>